They say knowledge is power, and that is one thing that Bandungani Takula has embraced in her 23 years in the medical industry. The 47-year-old doctor from Claremont in KwaZulu-Natal is the senior medical manager at drug manufacturer Pfizer and has three degrees to her name so far. She speaks to City Press journalist Palisadlameni about the state of the health system in the country and what drives her to continue learning. So for you to stay and remain relevant in ensuring that you are changing uh, patients' lives, you need to stay relevant and equip yourself. You are listening to Winning Women, a podcast brought to you by City Press to celebrate the women who define their sectors and pave the way for others to follow. So I grew up in Claremont, um, which is one of the townships around Devon. And I was raised by my parents, my mom and my dad. Um, and my mom was a nursing sister and my dad was a lawyer. So I, I think for me, um, where the passion started, you know, um, around the curiosity of health sector is obviously seeing my mother, you know, working within the sector and seeing her every day, you know, waking up and coming back, sharing stories. She saw so many patients. These are so many patients that she touched uh, by caring for them. And they came in ill and discharged well and, 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 and so on, right? It's not only my immediate family, but my aunts as well. Um, we're in the health sector, um, where one is a, from my maternal side, one is a doctor and she's still alive. Um, she's the remaining sibling uh, because all, most of my uh, aunts and uncles have passed away, including my mom. So she was a doctor and then there was one who was an sister and one who was a soldier. So you can see again the impact and the influence that it came from, um, from family, mainly Palisa. So, I mean, would you say that your family were actually the, the people who influenced you? Um, I mean, looking at it at a broader sort of spectrum, are there people who are outside your family who influenced your journey into medicine? Um, I would say if you break it down, percentage, 80, 80% were from my family. And as I've just explained on, on how they influenced but also, I think within um, within our own um, community, um, where there were a couple of neighbors where I grew up, um, were not really directly in the health industry, but they were in professions like you know teaching, um, um, which does have an influence on health actually. Um, so those were some of my influencers as well. And I think as I'm growing up, in, in influencers don't end, um, they keep on building up in your profile. Within my workspace uh, space, um, my manager, for instance, is my great influencer and, and um, also my colleagues um, within the industry. And now speaking of colleagues, because that's what I will call them, I saw that um, uh, one of your sort of passions, so to speak, is empowering female colleagues, right? Um, which is uh, your company is made up of 80% of female colleagues. Why the need do you think to focus on women specifically in this field? So, so, so the, the field of health, right? And um, we, we are all aware that it, it, it's, it's where transition or transformation uh, for more females, you know, um, um, 
to play within the space is important. And I think you've touched base on, on my passion of, of mentoring and coaching, you know, um, women within uh, the pharmaceutical industry. That's where I am working currently. Um, it's really in, important because we need to be in the space where we can be able to, to make decisions, right? We need to be in the space where we can be role models uh, even beyond the pharmaceutical space. Um, just for a girl child who's growing up anywhere within South Africa or outside of South Africa, to see that it's, it's doable, right? If there are women in front of us who are able to do it um, in a correct way, in an ethical way, uh, then th th that's part of the inspiration and it's part of my passion to make sure that it, it happens and it grows. And are you able to maybe speak to some of the young women that you actually have managed to influence and inspire that have actually come out and sort of, you know, achieved these things that you are working towards within the space? Um, I, I, I would not name them, uh, but I think I would just speak to the, to the journey um, that, that I've had with a couple of, of women. Uh, so within my hometown, you know, our, our neighbors, um, where I come from in Claremont, there are a couple of young girls um, that have been able, um, you know, to, to, to mentor. And uh, I think I'll just touch uh, base with one um, within our church uh, space, who has grown up really, you know, um, yes, within the medical space, but she has gone on and specialized and, you know, um, he, he, she's one of the, you know, um, successful uh, specialists uh, within medicine. I spoke about how do you make sure that you stay on top of whatever you're doing. So I studied a master's in public health. Um, and you might ask why in public health? Because you're in, in corporate, right? But yeah. healthcare system, healthcare system does incorporate both public and, and private, right? But policies get formulated within the public sector, right? Within the Ministry of Health, right? And they get implemented at that stage and we support as private, you know, as NGOs, as uh, a faith-based organization, right? But for me to have that knowledge and understand the healthcare system in general, not just for South Africa, but in global, yes. um, for me, gave me, you know, uh, the, the wings again, um, to be able to have a positive impact and add value um, to, to the sector that I'm currently working within. And I mean, you just mentioned adding value. And I'm, I mean, whatever journey we each go through in life, you know, it's never just smooth. Mm. We all face hiccups. We struggle with some things. What would you say have been some of the struggles that you've come across throughout your journey into getting to where you are right now? Um, I think that's an important point. Um, so one of the challenges, um, I'll, I'll, and, and yes, it's challenges, but I think for me, it's areas um, when you are truthful to yourself, where you see that, you know what, um, if something as a challenge, as it's posed by our society comes up, how do you make sure that you equip yourself into addressing those challenges, right? And I think the obvious challenge for, 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 for any medical doctor that can speak out there, it's around um, the, the predominance um, of the profession, right? Um, it's mainly males, right? Um, and we can't shy away from that. And also 
um, the background that we come from um, do impact um, during your training, right? I grew up in Claremont, I told you, right? Um, which was a township and, and you, you, you can testify, yes, the education was good, but you find that you have to work harder, even 100 times harder than your peers were quite privileged uh, because I think basic education does impact and inform you know, um, your career going forward. So hard work was one thing that really um, I had no choice uh, but to adopt very early in life um, and, and perseverance as well, you know, and, and just maintaining the drive and the passion and keep focus, right? And, and the other um, challenges um, moving forward from just the education and training is within the working space, right? Um, within the working space, how do you assertive, uh, how do you, um, what's the correct word in English, Palisa? Remind me there. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. How do you? <laughs> we are both lost. <laughs> okay, all right. But let me put the story. <laughs> so even within the pharmaceutical uh, industry, right? Um, inclusion and diversity, and 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 I didn't. I did speak around the the, the male dominance um, mm. of the industry. Uh, so as as females, um, I think what has helped us, and I'll speak to the group that's currently within the pharmaceutical industry in, in South Africa is that we do have a small group where we really are able to share frustrations, where we're able to advise each other, right, uh, work-wise and also beyond uh, work-wise because we've got families. I mean, we're mothers, we, we are wives as well. So balancing um, those, those three factors is quite important so that you remain um, you know, um, on par again, right? Mm-hmm. So support is critical uh, from colleagues, um, especially while going through your same journey, similar journey, which can be quite cold, you know, as, as, as the higher you go. And, and I think in actually your response, you've actually sort of touched in my next, on my next two questions I was going to ask you. Um, with the first being, I mean, you, you mentioned that you've had more than 20 years experience in this, in this field, 23 years to be exact. Um, what mm-hmm. has changed and what has stayed the same over the years? Okay. Um, so what has changed within the medical profession is the disease patterns that we are seeing. Uh, because when I trained and qualified 23 years ago, you know, a lot of new diseases have emerged. Um, and, and, and new treatment have emerged as well, not just for new diseases, but also for old diseases that we learned in the medical school. New therapies are coming in, you know, to make sure that we keep on excelling in the clinical outcomes, right? So I think what, what, what I can say and share is that medicine progress and change, and you have to change as a medical profession as well. So you can't be the same doctor that qualified 20 years ago and be sitting now with the same qualifications, same information. Um, mm. It just become irrelevant, right? So for you to stay and remain relevant in ensuring that you are changing uh, patients' lives, you need to stay relevant and equip yourself. So I, I think for me, ongoing learning, it's something that we are forced. We don't have a choice um, as medical professionals. Otherwise, you do injustice when you're serving patients. 
And now to my very next and important question, state of healthcare system in South Africa compared to other countries across the world, how would you say we are looking? So healthcare systems, um, they, they progress and they adjust to new things that come in that they need to be you know, ready um, to address. And it's, it, it's not, we're not unique in South Africa with the current healthcare system that we're having. We've made quite a good uh, inroads. So as a country in combating um, the, the, those um, illnesses, um, we, 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 we're doing quite okay, right? Uh, obviously, there are ongoing challenges um, that we always have to make sure that we improve on. Um, and just, I think, for myself, it's... Uh, pro-planning, right? Pro-planning and, and, and uh, be ready um, um, of, of, of the future, um, of which sometimes it's unknown, which, is, which makes it difficult. Um, but I, I mean, think even when we look at the, the, the state of, yeah. like, we find ourselves at the moment, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, of which, of which they are making the best of it. Um, and and um, I think we need to commend, you know, um, um, our department there. Healthcare system, it's not something that is smooth sailing in general. It's mm. something that needs ongoing relook and revisit and plan, you know, uh, the interventions that need to happen. And now I'm sure that, uh, you know, a lot of us would actually like to sort of know and get an insight into the role that you've played in supporting the clinical research agenda in South Africa. Um, can you sort of give us some insight into your role and the importance of your role in that? Okay, all right. So maybe let, let me just highlight the importance of, of clinical research in a country, in any country, right? Um, so if, if clinical trials are conducted, Alisa, um, in inclusion of, 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 your, of your area or your country is important, because what it says is that it will look at different diversities, uh, different populations um, that you have within a country, so that when that medicine gets, you know, uh, to be used in real life, then at least you would would have had information and data through the clinical trials, right? Um, And and I think for for, for me, um, that's the importance of that agenda that we need to maintain as a country and ensure that it moves forward and you know um, doesn't lose track, um, be, because um, if, if you have that local data, then you are able to provide meaningful insights either to different stakeholders, uh, be it your regulators. It you know, informs quite a lot of uh, stakeholders um, um, around around the medicine, right? And then my role as a medical doctor. Um, obviously, when the clinical trials are being provide, uh, being conducted, is to provide medical inputs right into the disease landscape, into the current treatment landscape that is uh, currently available within the country, and also to look into opportunities that might you know improve the diseases that we currently have or the new diseases that are coming up. So, so that's just um, the, the role, I think, in general of research within the country and my role as well as a medical doctor. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Winning Women. Let us know your thoughts on our social media or visit citypress.co.za for news and analysis.